Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Have you caught a dose of FCS fever? Welcome to the FCS Fever Podcast, a part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. Now, here's your host of the FCS Fever Podcast, Jeff Colhane. All right, here we go, revved up for another weekend of college football all across the country. Welcome in the FCS Fever Podcast, a part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. My name is Jeff Colhane. Some great games this weekend as we're starting to inch towards full-time conference play. We're seeing some big games around the country already early in the season in conference action. The CAA, also the Big South, and others going head-to-head. You've got that wacky, whack Atlantic Sun AQ7 scheduling alliance this year. Some of those teams are connecting early in the season, but still some opportunities this weekend to inject some FCS fever into FBS foes. We will dive into that on the podcast. Without a doubt, the game of the week here around the country in the FCS is at Stewart Stadium Saturday night in Ogden, Utah. The second-ranked Dukes of James Madison taking on the eighth-ranked Weber State Wildcats should be one heck of an atmosphere. A great crowd for this one. The home opener for Weber State coming in at 1-1 one one on the season. JMU is 2-0. and oh. And some recent postseason history between these two programs. Weber State playing at James Madison in the 2017 quarterfinals and in the 2019 semifinals at Bridgeforth Stadium in Harrisonburg, Virginia. This is no question the game of the week, of course. We'll dive into it here on the FCS Fever podcast. And we're joined by Weber State head football coach Jay Hill, who has done an amazing job at Weber State with a win. Wouldn't it be fitting that a win over James Madison would also make Jay Hill the all-time winningest coach in Weber State football history? Going to be a blackout and, again, an amazing crowd. Uh, an amazing crowd at Stewart Stadium in Ogden, Utah. The game of the week, James Madison, is at Weber State. Uh, also, of course, some big FCS versus FCS matchups. As we uh, mentioned moments ago, we'll touch on those. Welcome back to the Ivy Leagues as well. 665 days since the Ivies have been on the gridiron. I'd love to see the Ivy Leagues be in the bracket, be in the postseason. That's a whole other show. 
for an entirely different day. But first, how about some good old-fashioned realignment discussion? Talked about James Madison uh, last week on the pod. We'll discuss them coming up in moments as well. But seeing reports out there from Matt Brown of Extra Points, who does a great job talking realignments all across college football and in the FCS, Austin P of the Ohio Valley Conference, the governors are expected to join the A-Sun Football Conference with an official announcement potentially coming as soon as Monday. The move would give the A-Sun six FCS football playing members uh, officially and so would give them as a league an automatic qualifier bid. We mentioned moments ago that the A-Sun and the WAC have joined to form a one-year scheduling alliance this season to grab an auto bid in that WAC A-Sun uh, AQ7, whatever you want to call it. Uh, now, uh, the uh, the A-Sun has their sixth school it looks like, and that's Austin P. Central Arkansas, East Eastern Kentucky, Jacksonville State, Kennesaw State, North Alabama, and now Austin P in the Atlantic Sun Conference in the FCS for college football. This hurts the Ohio Valley Conference in a big-time way because the OVC has lost Jacksonville State and Eastern Kentucky to the A-Sun already. Now six football playing schools remain for the OVC. That's Murray State, UT Martin, Southeast Missouri State, Tennessee State, Tennessee Tech, and Eastern Illinois. I mean, the OVC has been a borderline two-bid league in years past. Uh, this is now for sure a one-bid league making up uh, the Ohio Valley Conference when you break down the bracket and talk about the future of that league uh, moving forward. So the OVC looks like they're getting hit again uh, in the world of expansion and realignment with Austin P. leaving and heading to the A-Sun. There's been more chatter, of course, uh, across the group of five with the the moves by the Big 12. What will the American do? The Sun Belt, Conference USA, on and on and on. What are the dominoes? Well, Chris Vanini wrote a 3,000 uh, word column, felt like a 3,000 piece pizza, a 3,000 word column earlier in the week for The Athletic discussing what's next for all these leagues. And he went in to James Madison in detail. Obviously not a group of five program, but uh, the, the chatter around JMU continues to grow about where their future will be, uh, it really is sounding like, uh, again, that James Madison is being aggressive behind the scenes, active in reaching out and connecting with multiple FBS conferences. Said it before, I'll say it again. It's not, not a matter of if, it's a matter of when JMU is going to leave the FCS. Would not be shocked to see an announcement in the next few weeks, maybe in a month or so, detailing how some of these leagues are going to move around. How will the American try and reload and rebuild losing Cincinnati, Central Florida and Houston uh, to the Big 12. Is JMU a prospect there in the American? Uh, who knows? Former FCS member Appalachian State has been uh, detailed and, and looked at by Chris Vanini and others. Uh, the Mountaineers could be a, uh, a move 
move to the American. What's fascinating about that conversation is how will the Sun Belt, with their communication with league members, can they explain to their current league members that they are in a good spot already, and if their schools were to leave and go to the American, it's not necessarily a, a step up in the group of five. That discussion continues to build and continues to be very interesting. But let's get to our guest on the pod. We always like to have at least one each and every time here on the FCS Fever podcast. As we mentioned, the game of the week, you got James Madison at Weber State at Stewart Stadium in Ogden, Utah. Happy to be joined by the head man of the Weber State Wildcats. What a job he has done there in Ogden, Utah, elevating that program to impressive heights. Four straight Big Sky championships, five straight trips to the postseason. And uh, Stewart Stadium is the home of the game of the week in the FCS this weekend with second ring James Madison coming into town. Weber State head man Jay Hill, kind enough to give us some time. Coach, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. And I, I don't think there's there's anything, Coach, like the buildup to a game like this? I know you take it day by day, but, man, when you get to that that big game, you've been in a ton of them. This is what college football is all about right here. It is, and this is a game we've been looking forward to for a long time now. James Madison's that team that's knocked us out of the playoffs two of the last three years, and they're a great team. We faced some really good teams in 17 and 19, so – it's fun to finally have those guys on our field. You know, I know you, you take every game at at its you know its current merit. You, you treat them all the same way, but I, the competitor in you. You've coached in big time games at Weber State, at Utah during your career. With, with the, the the recent history, like you, you've talked about, and I know you mentioned it with your media and their media this week, but what kind of added juices get flowing when you know how close you've been? in those big-time contests, now having an opportunity once again to have them out of your place? Well, you're right. I mean, the competitive juices get flowing, which I'm sure theirs are, too. In 2017, we went out there, and they have, they were on a 25-game win streak, and really one of the very, very best teams we've played since I've been here at Weber State, and they were just loaded on offense and defense. And they were creating tons of turnovers. Um, and we went out there and had an eight-point lead with two minutes left in the game and found a way to screw it up. And then we go out there 19 and just got off to a slow start, and then it was a really good game after that. Yep. But against a team like James Madison, if you're going to have a chance to beat him, you're going to have to play a full 60 minutes, and you're going to have to play a clean game. And that's what's so fun about college football is that competitive juice that you talked about gets exciting because you're going to have to play so well to, to, to play good against this team. You know, people that know you and Weber State head coach Jay Hill with us on the program, people that know you know special teams is a massive part of who you are and what you do. I, I read a, a piece today, you were talking to our buddy Greg Medea from the Daily News Record about a story earlier in your career at Utah with you and Urban Meyer in the video room late at night working special teams. Can you share that one with us and how that helped develop you earlier in your career to what you are today? Well, Urban Meyer was the head coach, but he was really running all phases of special teams. And he had his assistant coaches helping him on those teams. But as far as breaking it down, looking at some of the things that we were doing, he would come grab me at nights while the offense and defense was grinding on their game plans. He would come grab me for an hour or two 
at night and we would look at the opponent's punt scheme so we could, you know, try to scheme up something to get a pump block or we were going to try to get a big return or, and just to listen to him and why he thought we could, you know, maybe attack this particular guy or attack that particular scheme. It was huge in my career. And, you know, at the time I had no idea what I was sitting around and now looking back and, and knowing who urban is and the success he's had, um, it's for sure something I don't take for granted. I was very blessed when I was young. Well, you've taken that and, and you put your stamp on it as well during your time at Utah, obviously, and now at Weber State. You've got some of the, the best special teams in the FCS, and you know, we're going to say a name that many people know and, and they're going to hear more about, obviously, and that's Rashid Shahid, Coach. I mean, this guy is a game-breaker who took a pump back, or rather a kickoff back at Utah in week number one. He's an All-American specialist and just a – an electrifying pro talent type of guy for those that have not seen Rashid play. How would you describe this young man when he gets the ball in his hands? Well, just that he's electric. Uh, you know, he, he reminds me a lot of the wide receiver you guys have at North Dakota state right now. Number one, I mean, just very similar players. They're really fast. They've got good vision. They've got good feel for the game. And when you get the ball in their hands, He's really, truly one of those guys that could go the distance every time. Uh, right now, he's the all-time leader in, in kickoff returns for touchdowns. That doesn't even include all the punt returns for touchdowns he's had. And there was one year in 2018, he had three called back in one year. Wow. Um, so, it just crazy how productive he's been and uh, what a great player he's been to coach since he's been here. Talking with Weber State head man Jay Hill in his eighth season. It's the game of the week in the FCS, the eighth-ranked Wildcats versus the second-ranked Dukes of James Madison. I also want to ask you about your freshman running back, Dante McMillan. Uh, Career-high rushing game versus Dixie State. I know it's early in the year, but he leads the big sky in rushing. What's this young man mean to you right now early in the season? And obviously a freshman doing what he's doing, that's pretty special stuff. Well, he is special. What was crazy is in the spring season when we got going, Josh Davis got hurt, and Josh Davis is a three-time first-team yeah, he's a star. Yep. player. He's a star, and he was the national freshman of the year, won the Jerry Rice Award as a freshman. Um, and he's only a junior right now. Well, he gets deemed up against Utah and doesn't play against Dixie State, and Dante McMillan goes in there and runs for nine yards a carry and 170-some yards. Wow. Something like that. And um, he did the same thing in the spring. When Josh got dinged up in, in the spring, he went right in and became a second team all conference guy. And that's sharing carries with the guy who led the league in rushing. So, I, I mean, Dante's a special talent. It's good to have a one two punch like those two if one goes down, which they always do. Backs get dinged up. It's great to have one, you know, that we trust and we know we can win with. When you played JMU coach in 2017, it was it was Mike Houston out there. You know, obviously now Kurt Signetti's in his third season. You saw them in 2019 out there in the semifinals. Uh, they're, they're a physical, talented group. They like to run the football. Uh, you know the, the ins and outs of this team. Is it a pretty similar look from what you've seen in the first two games on film with what you saw in, in the last two meetings overall with them? It is. You know, they want to establish the run. If You know, that's something that they're going to do. Cole Johnson, their quarterback, is playing at an extremely high level through the first two games, completing a lot of balls. They're getting the ball down the field to the Antoine Wells kid, number seven. Um, they've got weapons, like, like James Madison's always going to have. They've got weapons. 
Uh, I see the offensive production as good as it's been. Uh, they always have talent on the defensive side of the ball, which, yeah, again, they, they it's a typical James Madison team. Jay Hill with us on the program, Weber State head coach. You look around your league, the big sky with a ton of success uh, versus FBS foes uh, early on in the season so far. Uh, I know you like you put put your name right there with the victory over JMU. Um, are you surprised by what some of the other teams around the conference have done in, in FBS contests thus far? No, not at all. Uh, I mean, we we played that spring season, and we were in dog. We were in a couple dog fights, and it just top to bottom. There's not really a bad team, but you know, there's some the guys that aren't quite up to par. But I'm telling you, there's six or seven teams at this this stage that could win this thing, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to go out in this conference and play great every week. And if you show up one week not ready to go, you're going to get beat because. The teams are just too dang good. It's very similar to the top five or six teams in the Missouri Valley Conference. And, I mean, you guys saw that last year in, like, a Southern Illinois who they they were a very, very, very good team. And I think they took fourth or fifth in the Missouri Valley. And they were as good as anybody. Beat us, beat North Dakota State. I mean, they were as good as anybody last year and finished fourth place, I think, in that league. So, I, I, I really say the big sky is very similar. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you before we let you go. Uh, one more win, and you're the all-time leader in the history of Weber State football, all-time wins leader as a head coach, uh, to do it in this game Saturday night versus James Madison, I'm sure would be uh, a, a fun moment, an emotional moment for you. Um, what does it say about what you, your staff, your players have accomplished in your eight years with the success you've had so far to have a chance to do this this weekend in this game? Well, that would be big, but the, the reality is we don't look at that stuff. I mean, those are those are accolades and awards that go to really should go to the players and the assistant coaches and things like that. Is it going to be a big deal when it happens? Probably, but I don't look at it that way. Is there a better game to have it happen on than James Madison? Absolutely not. But you know, that that, those are all sideshows. The big deal I'm focusing on right now is trying to get the team to go out and play well and execute at a high level because that's what's going to require to win this week. Coach, it's going to be a great football game. Two great programs going head-to-head. We can't wait to watch for sure, and we'll be keeping tabs on it. There's no doubt. Thanks so much for giving us some time here today. Yep, can't wait. Appreciate it. Yeah, I can't wait. Going to be a great one with these two. JMU at Weber State. Huge thanks to Jay Hill for stopping by the pod. Eighth-year head coach of the Weber State Wildcats. James Madison has some injuries. Solomon Van Horst running back suspended indefinitely right now. Percy Ajay Obese, one of their top backs, banged up. Mike Green, defensive end, banged up. So will those factor in with this contest? Uh, Something to keep tabs on uh, as this game gets going late into the evening on Saturday night. All right, who's going to inject some FCS fever into FBS foes? 21 games, FCS versus FBS this weekend. The only ranked FCS team that's in action against an FBS foe is sixth-ranked Delaware at Rutgers in the Big Ten. Both teams 2-0. Rutgers better be heads up in this one. You got the fighting blue 
Hands and the Scarlet Knights going head-to-head. Delaware, a team, a lot of New Jersey guys, East Coast guys that probably felt snubbed by not being recruited by Rutgers in the Big Ten. So certainly some ties and connection there to both of those teams. I I like what Delaware has done, a semifinalist in the spring. They've started to kind of hit their stride uh, with Danny Rocco out there in Newark. Watch out, Rutgers. Delaware can certainly come into Piscataway and take you down. What about Coach Prime? Jackson State plays at Louisiana Monroe, and we know Deion Sanders is not shy in uh, voicing how he feels about his team and how confident his group is. Terry Bowden and that crew uh, at Louisiana Monroe better get ready to go. Coach Prime and Jackson State are coming to town. Out west, maybe here, Sacramento State's at Cal. Uh, This is a Cal team that's 0-2. Sacramento State just got beat up pretty good by Northern Iowa. A big win for you and I last weekend at Hornet Stadium. I don't know if Sac State will do it, but just like that conversation with Delaware and Rutgers, probably some guys that feel like they could play in the Pac-12 and play at Cal uh, that are going to come out with their hair on fiber, uh, fire excuse me, and play hard uh, Saturday night with Sacramento State at Cal. Those are three I'm looking at strongly. What about FCS versus FCS matchups that interest me? The Merrimack Warriors, young FCS program, coming off a big win, beating Holy Cross after Holy Cross won at UConn. They are 2-0, going to 0-2 Maine in the CAA. Merrimack at Maine, maybe not on the radar nationally a game that has caught my attention. How about Southeastern Louisiana at Central Connecticut State? Two program type teams uh, that are that are in the playoffs and have been playoff type squads. Central Connecticut State was in the postseason back in 2019, did not play at all in 2020. And the Cole Kelly watch continues for Southeastern Louisiana as the uh, the Lions just put up massive amounts of points uh, with, with that offense and with Cole Kelly. Speaking of a great quarterback, Eric Berrier in Eastern Washington, they are 2-0. They travel to Western Illinois. The Leathernecks are 0-2. They fought at Montana for about a half or so last weekend, and it's tough to get to Macomb. It's a sleepy setting. Uh, Eastern's the better team here, obviously, but Western Illinois, they, they've showed me something in their first two games. They've been more competitive than I thought they would be. Eastern should win, but don't be surprised by a closer score in this game with the travel and and getting to uh, Hanson Stadium, Hanson Field in Macomb for Eastern Washington. All right, let's head down south. Monmouth is at Charleston Southern in the Big South Conference. I like the Hawks. They're my kind of sneaky favorite team outside of a power conference. They went to Sam Houston in the opening round of the playoffs in the springtime, and you could argue they should have won the game against the Bearcats in, in a game where they turned it over in the red zone and did not take care of the football. Monmouth at Charleston Southern. That's a one-bid league in the Big South, so Monmouth certainly needs to go on the road and win that game uh, on Saturday. 
How about Spartanburg, South Carolina? Kennesaw State's at Wofford. That's a fun matchup with two programs that run interesting styles. Offensively, you can see a lot of uh, different, unique looks in the running game in this contest. Kennesaw State in the Big South, a part of that new A-Sun, soon-to-be conference. Wofford in the SoCon, trying to get things cooking down there. A game to watch. Kennesaw State at Wofford this weekend. And how about in Philadelphia and the CAA? Richmond is at Villanova, two 2-0 teams here early in the year. Villanova's defense has been turning people over like crazy. Uh, a road game for Russ Huseman and the Spiders goes a long way in the conversation for an at-large bid out of the CAA because, let's be honest, everybody's chasing James Madison and the CAA. These two teams are not going to get the auto bid playing for an at-large. Uh, a game like this, like I said, goes a long way in that conversation for who is going to set themselves all well up in the postseason. And welcome back to the Ivies. That is right. The Ivies were the first to basically shut sports down back in the spring of 2020. They now return on the gridiron for the first time in 665 days. Welcome back to the Ivy League. We missed you. Historical programs with great stadiums and great settings. I really want to see the Ivies a part of the bracket. Yes, a part of the 2014 bracket uh, in the FCS playoffs. They refuse to do that right now. At least their school presidents do. Uh, I, I would every every to a player, to a coach, to a broadcaster, they would tell you that they are tired of that and the Ivy League teams and programs want to crack at playing in the FCS playoffs. Some great teams there, some great players that go pro out of the Ivy Leagues. It's a fun league to follow. And I was talking last pod about going to watch a game at Washington Grizzly Stadium in Missoula. I'd love to go catch a game in the fall. How about Yale and Harvard uh, at the Yale Bowl? All these different historical programs and venues that have been playing for such a long time. Welcome back to the Ivy League. It's been 600 65 days we missed you all right that's gonna do it for us revved up for the weekend we'll have a recap for you another pod coming up on monday recapping what is a big week can we see some of these fcs foes inject some fcs fever into fbs teams and james madison and weber state our game of the week with no without a doubt uh, we'll uh, recap that one for you on monday my name is jeff Callahan. you're locked into the fcs fever podcast enjoy the games this weekend everyone Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.